and of course I am your host and I have a special guest this week. So y'all may see that we may go back and forth on Twitter and, and harass each other. But guys, when you get to know this beautiful woman, you're going to see what a special person she is. And she's knocking down barriers at All Elite Wrestling. Everyone, please welcome that bitch, Miss Jade Cargill. Hey, Vicky, how are you doing? <laughs> but that is. Thank you, thank you, Jay, for joining me today. We have some cool stuff to talk about. You are just um, the up and coming, you know, of course you are the AEW TBS Women's Champion, but you've come a long way in this past year and I want my fans to get to know you. Um, tell me, where, you, where were you from? Where were you born? And give us a little bit of your history up into your college uh, career. Uh, my family is from Portland, Jamaica. I am first-generation American. I am from Vero Beach, Florida. Uh, I grew up playing basketball. I grew up wrestling. I mean, watching wrestling like everybody else uh, did. I used to get bloody nose, skin, knees, you name it, in the front yard trying to do exactly what we're seeing on TV. And none of the guys wanted to wrestle with me. So I had to, like, show them what was up. Um, then I got really into sports and that's kind of where my full attention went to. I went to college on a scholarship at Jacksonville University as D1. Um, I mean, I killed it there. I did an amazing job there. However, I didn't have a dream to go pro ever. I wish women WNBA players made more money. I probably would have went that route, but I feel like they're so unappreciate, unappreciated um, with how they work so hard. Um, then I went off, got my, my master's in child psychology, child psychology, and uh, I love working that. However, it's such a demanding job, and being that I have a child now, it was, it was more of a tearjerker for me because I'm working with kids who are underprivileged, don't have much, you know, they're not raised in the best household. So in those type of jobs, you have to take your heart out of your chest. I wasn't ready to do that yet. I wasn't mentally mature. Um, I still believe that I can save every child there is. So uh, wrestling came about. I was very late that it did um, because thankfully I have a degree that I could always go back to in case anything happens because this career is not a for sure career. Anything can happen at any given moment in the ring, right? So I did that. Uh, Mark Henry found me. I went to a tryout. It went well. And just from then, I just wanted to do it it's something i never wanted to put down and here i am you know first of all what you say is having a plan b that's so important because we both learned that during covid how things just shut down for the wrestling industry and we were very fortunate to have you know daily's plays for aew to keep taping and keep having us each week to you know uh, do our shows during covid when a lot of people were at home and didn't have a job um i that's one of the things that inspired me so much about you because I got my bachelor's degree and then with you having a degree, it's really empowering as a woman because um, not only is it a plan B from the wrestling industry, but you have, it's, it's a fascinating degree that you have and um, it, it's got to be heart-wrenching because when you say you weren't mature enough, was it because you weren't ready because of how hard it was or you were ready to just keep your career in the sports industry before you went into psychology? When I say mentally mature, it's just I wanted to save everybody. And in that type of career, you can't. And you have to understand you can't. And if you've done all you've done, it's okay to let go 
and, 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 and go about your way. And I'm the type of person where it's like, hey, there's A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Like, I want to help. I want to help. Um, and I would go home probably every week crying. And it was just mentally taxing. So, and I had a, I had a daughter. I had my daughter by then. And I would sit there and I would look at my daughter and say, you know, you're blessed into a, like, you're just so blessed. You're, you're born into a blessed situation. You, you don't have to work for anything if you don't want to. Like, and these are kids who are six, seven years old who can't. They have no control. They're just born in, in bad situations. And I, I just couldn't fathom because I'm from a small town and I'm in a city. I was working in the city and everybody, they're raised together. They marry together. You know, your neighbor can come over and talk, you know, and, and discipline you if you want to. So for me to come to, from being from a, a town and going to a city, it's, it's just mind blowing. It's just mind blowing the things that we're seeing. And, and not being able to help these people. Because where, I, where I'm from, I'm pretty sure I can help at least 95% of the kids because I probably know their cousin or their auntie or their brother, something, because the town is so small. So um, when I say mentally mature, I just, I, I, I was crying a lot. Um, I just would try to find all kind of, and I would exhaust my solutions to, to help these kids. I, I got in trouble at one point because I was going out buying shoes for my clients all the time for these kids because like one of my students, um, not students, one of my clients, you know, he would get picked on all the time for his shoes. And I went out and you can't do that. And I, I was like, I can't do that. I have the means to do that. Why can't I do it? But you know, you can't do that. And that's not me being mature in that job. So I had to put that job down because um, I couldn't be superwoman. I couldn't be superwoman at that time and I couldn't fathom and it was just just too much. Me coming home and then I have to be a mother. That's another hat I have to put on and I already have all these feelings in me drowning me out. You know, it, I couldn't do it at the time. Yeah, let's, let's talk about, um, so you said Mark Henry found you at a tryout. You know, let me tell you something. When we heard that there was a, a jade coming, you know, to uh, AEW and me already being in the locker room and we kind of saw, we kind of heard a little bit about, you know, who you were and how you looked. You must have had an incredibly um, amount of pressure on you because, you know, you were, you're pretty much uh, like this highlight that was coming in to uh, team up with Shaquille O'Neal to face Cody and Red Velvet, you know, for the debut of your career. I mean, I felt incredibly, you know, awful for you because they threw you into this industry really fast. And if I'm, if I'm wrong or correct me, but you trained really fast to get ready for that match. I mean, in a, I mean, compared to someone else that could go through a wrestling school and take their time and get to know, you know, the business, how was that for you in that first month that you were just coming into AEW and, and promoting it, you know, with Brandy and Cody and Red Velvet? Tell us what your emotions were because I was I was thinking God that I wasn't you. <laughs> I was lost. I was lost. Um, I knew I was in over my head. I was nervous. I remember um, I practiced with everybody. Um, Brandy had to pull me off to the side and tell me like, "Calm down. Like it's okay." Because I'm just being thrown with people who are on TV who know what to do, who've had years of experience, and here I am. Hello, hi, hi everybody. <laughs> you know, even with my first um, promo that I, I cut, I didn't rehearse that in front of anybody. And nobody, 
nothing. I, I, I got on stage one time and that was to make sure my heels didn't puncture the mat. I was there. I was there it, in that party. That's it. That's it. I never once held the mic. I never once. So legit, when I held the mic for the first time, when I said Cody, in my mind, I was like, oh my gosh, I sound so awful when I said that. Because I had never held the mic. I had never, like, I've done press conferences before in college. I've taken a class. I I've done that, but national tv is something you should prepare for and national tv is a whole nother monster you know this is live you know i think i honestly i was just proud of myself that one i didn't stop two i, I didn't i didn't just like pause and stare into the camera and like lose myself I, I was proud of myself because of that more than anything because i think anybody else would have probably stopped pause got nervous start stuttering everything and I didn't stutter, I didn't stumble over my words, regardless of how slow I was going. I was just, I was just happy I completed completed it. But yes, I felt like I was very much baptized by by um, fire, but I'm always up for a challenge. And I think it's making me become the person who I am. And in wrestling, as we know, things are always thrown at you last minute. You know, anything can happen. So it's prepared me for the uncertainty of what wrestling is. So um was it is it was it tough and is it still tough yes it is it is it, it really is it takes years and years and years to to perfect this and to even feel comfortable with yourself and what you're stepping into so it's still tough but i enjoy it i enjoy the stories that i'm gathering as my career continues to continues to grow the relationships i felt like the locker room was very inviting they didn't have to be, nobody had to be inviting, especially you, Vicky. Nobody had to be inviting because who am I? <laughs> you know, like, who, who was I? Where, where did I come from? I didn't know not one single person from the locker room at all. And the majority of girls, even the extras that come in, they at least know somebody from the indie circuit. And I didn't, I didn't know anybody. But again, everybody in the locker room was so inviting. You know, if I didn't do anything, that's, they sat there and they spoke to me about it because I was very naive to a lot of things coming into wrestling. I didn't even know the lingo of wrestling at all. And I, I'm still learning the lingo. So, um, being let, me, let, me, let me interrupt you on this point because this is a great segue because I have seen you grow, not only as a wrestler, but a woman that wanted to learn because you opened your ears and you opened your heart and also your mind because, you know, I make, I make fun of you all the time because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if, if I don't make fun of someone or give someone a hard time, that means that I could really care less about that person because the people that I love and I, I appreciate and their hard work, those are the people that you want to have fun with because they're right there with everyone else, you know, getting the job done. But, you know, you, you ask questions and I used to joke with you all the time, like, you know, when you brought outfits, you know, I was like, you're going to need some jeans, girl. Like, one day you're going to need jeans for the TV. And you, I mean, you brought all these beautiful outfits with these, you know, shoes. And, I mean, you always looked fantastic. But it was just a joke because there was that one day that you needed jeans and you didn't have them. And I was like, I told you to get jeans <laughs> have them with you. But just as, as a side note that I wanted to just publicly say you have just really opened your heart and gathered everything that they have thrown at you and you've taken it with compassion and grace and love for yourself. And I can tell that you really enjoy the industry because 
you know, you can be in this industry and get everything handed to you and not respect it. And that shows. And but you have shown that, you know, when you sit there and you, you're, you're telling the whole locker room, hey, what about this or what do I do about this? That's growth. You know, and that's being humble. And that and very few people in my 17 years in this industry that I have seen everything happen so fast for you. And but you've taken it with grace and humble than being humbled about it. And when I got to find out that I could interview you, it was so exciting because, you know, I'm not going to say this, you know, every day to you, you know, wow, you just have so much love and grace, but it's my show. And I, I really wanted to highlight you, Jade, because you have gone through the ringer and not only on your debut, you know, stay with Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet, you know, because Brandy couldn't be in the, in the match, but with Shaquille O'Neal, like a public figure, and I'm watching you like, get thrown into this whirlwind of a match and promote it. And just like, they're just, they're building you up. And I, I would see you at practice, you know, we, the women train on Wednesday mornings and um, I would just see you growing and, you know, from breaking your fingernails to, you know, asking about wardrobe, you have handled yourself as a true colleague of mine. Thank you, Vicki. I really appreciate it. I mean, we have a wealth of knowledge in AEW period. And I mean, why wouldn't I go up? I remember my second promo that I was writing out and I was trying to figure out, remember we sat in the locker room and we together, all of us together have put this nice promo, it was scrapped. But <laughs> like, cause I didn't know, I didn't know if I was cutting too deep. I didn't know, you know, I'm trying to be nice about it, but you know, obviously I have to say enough to get what I'm saying over. Yeah. And I like, I don't, why wouldn't I use the knowledge? Like I said, I didn't, never once did I feel like I was walking on eggshells. I felt very much invited. I felt supported. I felt like everybody knew I was in a hard position, you know? And I felt like uh, some people probably sat back and was like, let's, let's see how she handles this, you know? Like, I'm yeah. pretty sure there are those people that thought like that. But I felt like regardless, individually, we make this division. So how I do is a reflection on the division. So I want to do great because I want our division to be great. What's the point of being the best of a crappy division, right? What's, what's, we're making an amazing, an amazing division, like, you know, solo, obviously, but collectively. And that's what I'm here for. I'm here to elevate. In my first promo, that's what I said. I want to elevate the division. I want to help. Like, I'm... I want to be great. I want to be number one. Everybody aspires to be number one. And that's what I want to be. But I'm here also to help the division. Like I'm new. They're helping me. Why wouldn't I help back? Like, that's just how it works. Like, yes, it's individual, but at the end of the day, it's teamwork for the whole division. Yeah. And that's what, people, that's what people lack. And to hold the belt is a privilege. And I feel like I have to continuously step up and show why I'm deserving of the belt and I'm very thankful to have the belt. I'm very thankful, you know, and regardless of what people say, I feel like if anything, it's, it's more of a, a, a dot on my back, you know, like it's, more, it's even worse. More than anything, it's more than worse because now I have to show them why I'm here and I have to show them why I'm deserving. So it's tough, like it's tough. But again, like I have the support of the whole locker room, not just the female locker room, the male locker room, like our, the EVPs, you know, the owner, TK, I'm very thankful for him as well. Um, our community is just very supportive and we listen to one another. And 
I appreciate that from everybody in our locker room. Well, I just, I wanted to publicly comment on that because you've grown so much and we still have so much more to talk about because you're, you are now the TBS champion, but let's talk about your manager, Mark Sterling. How yeah. Has, <laughs> how has that been? Because the, the roles are reversed. It's usually a male manager that's, you know, taking care, you know, of, of his own, you know, of another another man, you know, but how has that been with that chemistry between you and Mark? It's funny. It's funny. I feel like we come from two different worlds and being that he has been drowned in wrestling all his life. I mean, he is so passionate about what he does. I mean, he sits there and he has backup line after backup line after backup line. Like, hey, if I can't use this, I'm using this. Like, he's so into his craft, you know, because he understands what he brings to my brand. Um, I love Mark, you know, he, he helps my brand. He's my mouthpiece. He talks for me when I need something to say, because I feel like I don't have to say nothing to anybody, but um, <laughs> he, he gets, he gets the point across of what to say. Um, he's very calm, collective. And if I'm frazzled or anything like that, or, um, after a match, if I feel like I didn't take anything away from it, he'll sit there and talk to me and we'll figure things out. Um, at the end of the day, it's the teamwork. You know, I can, I'm out there doing the moves and stuff like that, but also he's the one who talks and he's the one who takes away a lot of that. Like he helps me just, he helps my brand just as much as I do. And I'm, I'm very thankful for Mark. Yeah. Let's, let's take it back to where, um, on January 5th, uh, AEW, uh, switched networks to TBS from TNT and you faced Ruby Soho for the TBS women's championship. And, uh, just so many so many great things about that match. Well, one negative thing is because Nyla Rose didn't win the, the tournament. Uh. <laughs> but um, Mark Sterling had the most incredible suit of you know, J, your Jade logo all over it. And, and then, uh, then you won the tournament against Ruby. How, tell us about that emotional you know, journey because now not only have you been there for a year, but now you're representing a new network that's representing AEW and the women's division and you're holding this title. What, how has that been for you? Overwhelming in a very positive manner. Now I, you're overwhelmed. Now this is overwhelming. <laughs> right? But I'm always up for the challenge. And Mark's suit, I mean, I wish, honestly, if I could take it away and like frame it for like my little yeah. trophy case, I would. I was, he, he was so excited to wear this suit. I mean, he was so excited. He was like, okay, okay, if you win this match, like, if you win this match, like, if we win, if we win, if we win, like, I have this match. I, I mean, not match, but I have this suit. I have this suit. And, man, I got kicked out. Now I won't be able to wear the suit. Oh, my gosh. Like, he he was, I don't, he had this suit in mind for months, planned for months. And he just could not wait to wear it. So when I seen it, I was taken back because I loved it. You know, my name is written all on it. I, I. I loved it. And he loved it. I think that that actually is his most favorite suit. And it's the one suit that he's always taken pride in wearing and wanting to wear. So he was just trying to plan it. Like, okay, Jade, look, you got to win the next match. You got to win the next match. All right, you got to win the next match so I can wear this suit. All right, championship match. Okay, all right, we got to wear this suit. Um, <laughs> and just the, the match in general, I was just trying to take everything in. And, and lately, my, I don't know if you've noticed, my matches have been different because I've been more so living in the moment. And ever since my championship match, I have been living in the moment because I've been so focused on the other characteristics that make up a match 
rather than just taking the crowd in, taking if I hear anything Mark is like is saying in, like I I'm living in the moment now rather than just having to focus on okay this this that and the third like the layers of wrestling, I'm more focused on okay taking your breaths like calming down just the in between stuff and that's I feel like that's my biggest thorn. And that's what I'm trying to work on. And that I can say my championship match is when I, I seen that's when I had to get what I had to get better at the in-between stuff. And I wasn't too thrilled about the finish. It happens, but you know, um, from then on, like I said, I felt like there was a target on my back and I have to deliver and to hold a belt is a privilege. It's just not something that you can you take on and take off. No, you're you're holding this. You're representing something much bigger than you. And a lot of women would love to be in in my in my spot. A lot of women deserve to be in my spot. You know, so I have to show up and show out every time I'm in the ring. And the that's the the knob that turned me that told me, all right, Jay, time to light some fire on your ass and keep it moving. Jay, how are you going to represent this title different in your own way? I mean, because, you know, you've watched, um, or we're going to talk about some other things, but, you know, watching, you know, say like, you know, Sheeta hold the title and Britt Baker, um, how are you going to make a difference with this title and how you represent AEW and the TBS championship? With class. With class. I mean, I'm a mother. I represent more than just me. Um, I want my daughter and other little girls out there to see that you can do anything in this life. Again, I didn't come from a wrestling background whatsoever. And I'm still growing and I'm still learning. But if you work hard, you can get you can get anything you want in this life. And I plan on showing that class while like running through people, of course, and, and just killing it and just having the confidence. I feel like that's what I show confidence. I show, regardless, if, if, if you don't know anything about me, one thing you know is I hold my head up high and I, I'm about something. Some, I'm about something. What is she about? Okay, then keep on watching. You're going to see. Um, I'm, I'm different. I feel like I'm, I'm different than any of the champions that have been there before. Um, I'm a, I feel like also I'm a breath of fresh air. Um, you know what else I, I noticed about you too, Jade, is it, I, and I don't know, maybe it's since you have won the title, but since you've been the, the TBS champion, you have been at Gorilla watching the other women's matches and, and you're there encouraging. And that is a true ch champion because, you know, a lot of women can carry the title and they just take, they just care about their own thing and, you know, what they're doing. And, and I've seen you. You know, you, you come around, you say, you know, good match. You know, are you guys okay? You're there, you know, wishing everyone well for their day. And I'm thinking, she's, she's fucking got it. Like, she gets it. You know, because it takes, when, when you're at the top, you know, you don't have to do those things. And and your your companionship and your support of the other women, I see it. And, I'm, and it's represented well. And even though I give you, you know, shit about, you know, giving your jokes and stuff. <laughs> You are are representing with class, and it's a, it is a breath of fresh air that you are, you know, being actually, you know, 
you're, you're present. You're present in what's going on around you, not only because of what you have to do, but what's going on around you and it shows. And I just, I, I really want to say it's well done. Thank you. It's, it's about the journey, but also, you know, you never know what type of day somebody's having. And being that we have to go out there, shut the whole world out and perform, you know, that's hard. That's hard. You never know. All of us have our own lives we're dealing with. It's so much that people, our coworkers don't even know what's going on with us internally, you know? So if I can uplift somebody by telling them, hey, let's go out there, let's kill it. Like, that's what I'm here for. Again, it's a privilege. I'm not asking for nothing in return. You know, I feel like I was a captain playing sports prior. I know how to get people riled up. I know how to talk to people and get into people's head and, and put up, put, like, bring out the best of them. You know, like we wouldn't be here if we weren't good at what we were doing. So again, you never know what kind of day somebody's ha um, having. And again, like individually, we're all a reflection of a bigger purpose here. So everybody yeah. going out there stressing about anything else and then, you know, coming back. I don't, I, I don't like women coming back to the locker room and feeling some type of way about their matches or about something else that's messing up their head to, to you know, messing with the clouding up their mind for a match. Like, that sucks. Like, that absolutely sucks. I've been there in a match. Like, I had something at home going on, and I have to go out there and act like I'm this, that, and the third. It's, it's tough. It's tough. And, and you can't express that to people. You can't express that to people. What are you going to tell the fans? What are you going to tell them? Hey, I have something going at home. No, hell no. You've been put in a position to do something. Now you got to go do it. And just acts of encouragement, I think, is something that I was brought up with. Like, I always treat you, regardless if you're the janitor, I'll treat you like you're the president. Like, I'm I'm that person. That's that's just me. Hey, Vicky. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. We have, uh, we have a lot of fan questions that came in for you, and I picked a few. Woo! That, um, that, you know, it's great. I mean, you have a great response and um, this is your hour. So I'm going to, I'm going to uh, ask you some questions. Uh, so from Isaiah Hansen, he says, is there a, a long specific goal that you intend to keep perhaps even beyond your wrestling career with the platform that you have? Honestly, I don't want to look at anything beyond wrestling right now. I'm just getting warm. This is the floor to my platform. I just want to continue to get better. That's what I, that's my goal right now is to continue to get better, look at my matches and actually be proud of them. I'm my biggest critic. I'm pretty sure everybody's their own biggest critic. So half the time I'm sitting back like, mm, I don't like that. Mm. I don't think I've, I don't think it's one match that I've a hundred percent like been satisfied because I want to be so good at this. So I don't want to look at anything beyond wrestling right now. I want to just continue to grow and get better at this. And then whenever I feel like, hey, I'm getting used to this, then I could probably think about something beyond the horizon. I'm just happy, again, that I have a degree that I can fall back on if anything goes left because this career is not for certain. So if we're talking about anything beyond the horizon, working with kids, I would love to. That's amazing. Okay, so uh, Marty Butler asked, is there anything you do to prepare for a match each night? Is there something specific that you do? Yeah. And he yeah. also says that your makeup is always on point, which is very <laughs> true. Yeah, Miranda and Danny. Oh my gosh, they're amazing. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, I wear the same socks. <laughs> I wear the same socks. I, I stretch. Um, I probably go over like just what I want to do uh, 
three, four times before my match. But also I pray. I pray with whomever I'm about to have the match with. And what I tell them is, you know, I'm Christian. I don't know what your belief is, but you believe, you know, you can pray to whatever God you believe in, but you know, we're going to say a prayer. So I always pray before my matches. That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay. So Baxter Ewers wants to know, what would your reaction be if they, if you were placed in a video game? If I was placed in a video game? Yeah. I am placed in a video game. We're at AEW Games. <laughs> oh, well, he, he probably doesn't know that. I mean, Oh, I, I, I wouldn't play Eugene if they paid me to, but right. let's let everyone know, how has it been? How has that journey been? Because that is a big step in your career. It is. Um, It's cool. Like I have a lot of, I have a lot, tons of nephews and I have a niece and they're into video games. So they see it. They get more excited about it than me. They're like, oh my gosh, my, t my TT is on a video game. Oh my, <laughs> like. It's cool. It's 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 cool. Like I'm about to have an action figure come out this year. Like that is freaking cool. I it's it's levels and the fact that um you know I have an action figure come out. I'm on I'm in video games. Like I mean it's a blessing. I'm very thankful. I'm I, I can't stop smiling because it's freaking cool. That's amazing. Um okay, so Darren Walker wants to know uh which women would you like to work with outside of AEW? outside of AEW. Um, well, the match that everybody wants to happen is Bianca Belair. Everybody wants that match to happen. Um, I wouldn't mind a match happening. I mean, Mark Henry found both of us. That'd be a freaking match for the culture, of course. Um, who else would I... I mean, honestly, I would like to go for the, the powerhouses. So that'd be like a Camille, like those type of matches. I would go for all the powerhouse um, wrestlers. Hmm. I would love to wrestle a male. I would love to. Um, I don't know specifically who right now, John Silver, but he's in our company. <laughs> he stepped up to the plate. <laughs> right. But um, I would love to work with um, a male whenever that time comes. If it does come, I'll I'm so down for it. So you have explained that your mentors in your uh, in different interviews are China and Jade from the Marvel comics. Um, are you- Storm. Are you, huh? Storm. Storm, Storm. So how, how, I know that has reflected really well in your character, but from the silver hair and your brand and how your, your intro Tron is at AEW. Um, is there, China is our big shoes to fill. Yeah. How, how is that? Are, are you planning on getting bigger? Are you planning on dyeing your hair black? And, you know, I mean, how, how do you see yourself now with being, you know, having China as your mentor? Are you going to change your, your image more? Or are you, are you happy where you're at right now? I'm happy where I'm at right now. Um, yes, I love China. Yes, she's been the total, I mean, she's somebody I looked up to growing up because like I said um, in previous interviews, she was very muscular. And being that I grew up muscular, I used to always get picked on and um, seeing her and just seeing how she embodied her looks, it made me step into my own light and say, you know what? You're jealous. I look good. Like, okay. All right. Whatever. Um, but I love where I'm at. Um, of course I will give a lot of, I, I plan to wear some insp um, inspired gear that she has and I can't wait to do it. I have to, you know, plan it perfectly and I hope fans notice it, but, um, 
you know, I don't want to take everything from her. I don't, I, I don't want to be exactly like somebody else. I want to be my own self. I want you to be able to tell the difference between the Jade and China. Obviously there are tons of differences, but um, I want to be myself with obviously taking things from, from, you know, previous wrestlers who put stepping stones for us. So that's what I, I don't plan on embodying everything that China has done. Uh, so let's talk about your fitness because I look at your body and sometimes I can't stop staring at you because I'm just like, oh my God, like there's like no ounce of fat on you and your work testifies of how hard you worked on your body. Um, name something that's a cheap food that you wish you could eat every day, but you can't. Kabachi. <laughs> Kabachi, the rice, the rice. The, I get extra egg in my rice. Guys, if you've never tried that, you should. And the sauce, that is my, I love it. That and pizza. That and pizza. So those are, my, <laughs> I, I would go to those two probably every day and I would gain tons of weight with eating that rice and yum yum sauce and pizza, I'm sure. So tell us what your daily routine is or your, your how strict is your fitness program? to keep the body that you have right now? It's pretty thick. So on the road, I kind of cut loose a little bit and eat what we want, depending on what catering has. So those That's are That's the worst. That's I, the worst is the catering. I, I'm not, I just, I don't, I was doing the whole meal plan thing, like shipping my meal plans out. I was doing that. But then after a while, I was kind of like, eh, I'm not going to do this anymore. It's hard. It's hard. It, it is. So I just use those as like my cheat days. Like um, even with me working out, I work out seven, I mean, seven, five days a week. I take two days off. And depending on how, like, it depends on if I want to work out on a Wednesday or a Thursday, right? So I get up in the morning. I'll probably hit the dumbbells a little bit, but nothing too strenuous because I probably have a match. So I don't do too much on a Wednesday and I don't do anything on a Thursday because after a long night of us taping, <laughs> I like to fly home. I take, I try to take the earliest flight to get back home to my daughter drop my bags at the front door and go to sleep. Like, that, yes. Amen. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I'm watching TV. I'm eating. Like I don't disturb me. And then Wednesday, I mean, Friday, I get to it. I work out two hours. Um, I work out two hours. And then at that, then I train at nighttime. So I train for like two, three hours, um, Monday, depending on what time I leave on Tuesday, but Sunday, Saturday, um, I basically do two days at this point. <laughs> and wow. I Longer than I, I went to um, Puerto Rico for for Thanksgiving and they didn't have much for me to work out with. So I wouldn't say that was a real workout, but I haven't gone more than a week and three years without working out. Do you, so, have, do you have a personal trainer or are you disciplined enough to where you, you, you can stay motivated on your own? I'm disciplined enough to stay motivated on my own. Being that I had a crazy trainer in college, his name's Todd Moyer. Fantastic man, fantastic trainer. Just crazy, just crazy. And he will push us to our limit. I mean, I was throwing up all the time, um, but that gave me discipline. And when I graduated, I told myself, I took, I took about seven months off, eight months off, and then I got back to it. Because it was just something in my system. At that point, it was a lifestyle. And I felt bad, but in the four years of me training in college, I never took more than, like, maybe three days off. So it just became a lifestyle. So I felt bad the whole time, but I know I needed to give myself a break. So 
um, you know, if any, like, if I ever take a break in wrestling, you know, I'm going to take those days off, you know, three, three years without any type of more than a week break, like that's a lot in your body. So, and I also, I listen to my body. Like I love looking nice. It's a lifestyle guest, but I also know you need rest. Like I, I go to the chiropractor a lot. I have a masseuse. Um, I have a jacuzzi. I have a sauna. Like I, I need that. Like you need that in this kind of career. You need all of that to make sure you're at least okay in the ring because to be hurt is normal at this point. So, yeah. um, so. I want to know how come you haven't graced any muscle or fitness magazines representing a woman? How, how come that hasn't happened yet? I don't know. I don't know. I'm waiting for, I would love to do lifestyle magazines and women's best. So let's cross our fingers. I want that. I want that. So, uh, AWPR, you know, hook that up, please. <laughs> well, we're manifesting it out into the universe, right? So that's good. And also on your Instagram, you, uh, are an affiliate or partner with writer wear. How long have you been doing that for? Um, this has been, uh Oh, sorry. It's okay. My daughter's actually calling me from her pet. <laughs> um, this has been a, a year with right away. I used to be with Bombshell, um, but I'm about to actually go right back to Bombshell um, because I, I I love their I love right away. Their gear is amazing, but Bombshell I feel as though is more edgier and it's more my style and it fits my body type that much better. But I love right away. Their gear is so beautiful, as you can see, it pops. Their color pops very very well. Um, but I'm actually switching over to bombshell in a month and a half. Yeah. Are you going to be doing any comic cons or any outside appearances where the fans can be, can share to you besides seeing you at AEW? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't done one. I haven't done one yet. I haven't done any, nope. I haven't done anything yet. And the reason for that is I didn't want to do any appearances or anything until I did something. And I still feel like I haven't done anything. So I don't focus on the outside noise until I feel like I'm good inside. So that's the only reason why I haven't done any appearances. I haven't done anything because I want, I just want to focus on my wrestling and then I can focus on the other things and then I can do appearances, but I want to feel like I've done something and I, you know, before I step out and, and do signings, that's the only reason why I haven't done it yet. And you can see that for later on too, where, you know, it makes it more uh, anticipated with the fans, you know, after you've yes. been, you know, your wrestling career, that can always be something you do later on as well. You yes. Know, and put a value to that appearance price too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I listen to you guys in the locker room. <laughs> uh, I, I just, you know, Jade, I, where, where can fans find you and, uh, and support you on your social media? Um, you all can follow me on Instagram. It's ms underscore c a r g i l l. That's miss underscore Cargill on Instagram and Jade underscore Cargill on Twitter and on TikTok. Jade underscore Cargill, but I'm never on TikTok because I don't know how to work TikTok and I'm, I don't put another social because I already have another social. But it's there just in case you guys do want to follow me. I'm addicted to TikTok. Like I can't get off of that app. Like I'm doing these stupid videos. I'm like. That was kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did two videos with my friends. It took us 30 minutes to edit it. And I was like, yeah. So I already got Twitter going on and I'm not a huge fan of Twitter like that. And I already have Instagram. Like, this is too much. Like, I'm just going to leave this to the generation like under me because like, <laughs> I can't, I can barely dance. 
So I'm like, I can't do the dances. I can do the acting stuff, but I, like, again, it just takes too long to cut and create these reels. And I'll, I'll leave that to you, Vicky. But <laughs> Nyla, I'll let the skit stuff like go to you guys. Nyla's creative. Like, I, the thing she thinks of, I'm yeah. like, where'd that come from? Like, she's so Twitter, Her Twitter is, every time, it's just stuff I would never even fathom of saying. And yeah. she'll just, like, where did this come from, Nyla? Like, what kind of brain do you have outside of your brain? <laughs> but, Jay, I, I know I give you shit all the time. I, I joke about you posing. I joke about, you know, your, your funny things that you do. But I completely have so much respect for you. And I see you. And I, I'm so honored to have you on my show and to let everyone know that you are such a humble person in the wrestling industry and you're taking this with so much grace and you've handled it so well and i'm just I, i'm thank you for taking this time i know that we have a busy time when we're off of our, our tv schedule but i wish you so many blessings with bailey and your family and your career and i'll see you this wednesday at work thank you for having me vicky i appreciate it i really okay. do good luck and i wish you so much success and i'm always here for you we need advice Perfect. Thank you, Vicky. I know you've always been. I <laughs> right, have a great have a great day. Bye, sweetie. Bye. All right, everyone, there you have it. The infamous Jade Cargill, who is the current TBS champion for All Elite Wrestling. And I just want to remind you that uh, you can watch All Elite Wrestling on Wednesdays on TBS at 7 Central Standard Time. And you can watch Jade uh, do her thing every Wednesday night. And guys, I just want to thank you for allowing my podcast to be on Season 3. Uh, just thank you for your feedback, your support, all the emails and questions and suggestions. And if you have anything you want to let me know about concerning my show, please email me at excusemevicky at outlook.com. And next week, I will bring you in another amazing guest. Um, please stay tuned. Take care. Love one another. And excuse me! Excuse me!